Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, July 13th. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us, thanks to the power of Zoom, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, Tassie? We got the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen today, it's JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Once again, no Trey Kirby. Word is, he's still stuck in a yurt. <laughs> Can't find his way out. It's deceiving, right? It's this weird circle that exactly. he's in. He's just wandering around. There's no corners to the Exactly, place. yeah. It's, it's like a casino. Once you're in, you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> but we will hear from Trey a little bit later this week. He plans on joining us uh, for Beach Steppin on Wednesday. Guys, email us your questions and your comments for that Beach Steppin. Email them into nodunksattheathletic.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at nodunksinc, hashtag nodunks. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. Lily, another fantastic job. Uh, we posted it on the weekend, your Poppin' Packs podcast with James Worthy last week. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Thank you. Anytime we get a story about Vladi Divac rolling his own cigarettes, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I always love it. Man, James Worthy's got an incredible memory, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was on fire. Oh, um, it was. Uh, yeah, one of my most enjoyable ones because uh, really took him back to those days, and uh, he remembered as if it was like yesterday. So, oh, it was I mean, great. you would you would like give him a hint, and then he would be like, "Oh yeah, Fresno State, California, '85. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had 29. He had, you know, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So go yeah. listen to that podcast from the weekend with James Worthy. It really is an enjoyable listen. And then you've got another another Hall of Famer. You're saying locked in for tomorrow? Is that correct? You can lock it in there, JD. Dominique Wilkins, Hall of Famer. He's even got a statue. He's wow. going to be joining me tomorrow on Throwback. Oh, Turn Back Tuesday, I think we're calling it. <laughs> 3 Turn PM, Back so. Tuesday. I like that. I mean, I like that. you know, the idea of this is to do it on Throwback Thursday. But if these guests say they're in, I'm like, do it as soon as you can. So don't give them a chance to uh, to flake or to ghost me. So sneak on Tuesday. Might try okay. to get another one later in the week if I can. Oh, why not? Yeah, okay. Yeah. The human highlight film on Tuesday. So you have really two ways to listen slash watch it. You can join you live on Instagram yep. make sure you follow us and we and we tweet it out as well so make sure you follow us on social media you'll see Lee going live with Neek um, or not if you can't do that <laughs> you can catch the podcast later on the weekend we drop it as a little bonus so there you go that's fantastic so you got Neek for tomorrow yep. who, give us a hint who you got lined up for the rest of the week or you trying uh, well let's see I, I don't I, I really don't like to say until I've got some sort of like Let's let's work out a time. I, okay. I'm let me just say I'm uh, I'm emailing and contacting people, and uh, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic <laughs> that I'll have someone. Okay, it's an well, NBA, former NBA player that has email capabilities. <laughs> now, yeah, are you emailing with the the athlete himself or with uh, a rep? Some well, some that's a thing. Sometimes it's uh, me directly with the person, and other times it's through a rep. So, but but if I get this other player, he's also a Hall of Famer. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just we'll just we'll just calm the farm on that one for a minute. <laughs> okay, I got one more question before we move on here, because I was, uh, as I said, I listened to the podcast with yeah. James Worthy uh, on Saturday that we posted. A lot of those cards, okay? There wasn't a lot of duds I noticed in that pack of cards. I think you were working with the 91-92 hoops. Um, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Every card is a pretty somewhat big name that James would probably know, maybe have a story about. Are you planting these damn packs? 
Well, um, it's not, it's not the entire pack. I get a pack and then look, if I've got a UA blab in there, I'm like, I don't know if there's too much to go with UA blab. I just How get a do you know James Worthy doesn't have an awesome no, UA blab story? It's, That's it's true. It's true that I don't, but I, uh, like in basketball, you have subs on the bench. All I do is think, maybe <laughs> I just want to sub in this guy and sub out that guy. Oh man. <laughs> wow. This is worse than finding out Magic Johnson doesn't tweet his own tweets, man. <laughs> It's all a sham. Everything, everything is fake. Nah, well, it's it's not fake. I mean, they're real stories. It's just you know, I, I just realised. Like uh, I was talking to, um, I can't. I think it's maybe Xavier McDaniel and Donald Hodge came up, and I'm like, yeah, we don't need Donald Hodge. We don't need Donald Hodge. Let's uh, let's find. Yeah, out but Lee, stuff. the series isn't called uh, popping packs, removing crappy cards, putting in better ones from another pack I popped a couple hours earlier. I mean, talking about the twelve best players I know. Let's go. <laughs> well, hey, maybe look, you're making. Hey, maybe you're making the right decision. You're right. Maybe, look, maybe it's, it's, it's story times. Story time is is what it is. It's just sold as popping packs. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Well, did you did you plant packs for like Cabby and Helwani? Ariel Hawani and stuff like that too. Definitely not Ariel Hawani, no, because we we opened two packs with Ariel. Uh, okay, so okay. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the Cabby. <laughs> no, no, well, I can't remember. Because Cabby, I, the reason I yeah. asked is I was like, these were easy. Like Cabby was killing it on the hits. Well, well he was getting everybody, yeah. but I was like, yeah. he didn't really get a hard player. Um, like he didn't get a no name. Yeah, but the th- the thing is as well, I give them fairly obvious hints like, um, you know, hey, this guy's the current coach of such and such or whatever. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, you know, I don't I don't make the hints as hard as I do for you guys because, uh, you know, you tend to, you know, we have a bit more time. We have a bit more fun with them. And these ones I like, I want to get to the player and then I want to get to the story. You know what I'm right. saying? So it, it's not in the uh, unmasking of the player. It's more like hopefully it's going to jog their memory for a, for a great story. Okay, fair. Yeah, we our, our hints are they have email capabilities. <laughs> We're like, uh, I don't know, Spud Web. Uh, I don't know. Okay. We we have a Pop and Packs bonus podcast. We just talked about Pop and Packs right now for five minutes. Should we just release this as behind the scenes of Pop wow. and Packs? Pop and Packs. Popping the so packing the packs with Pop and the Packs packs. No, pack this, packs. no this is the uh, this is the stale gum in, that you find in the Pop and Pack. That's what this was right now. That'll cut the top of your mouth if you try eating it twenty years later. Uh, all right, so go check that out. I can't wait for Neek. And you know we're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And some big news here in the Athletic NBA universe. Um, there's a new podcast feed, a new show. It's called The Athletic NBA Show. That's wisely named, just to the <laughs> point. It's a new one-stop podcast, guys, podcast feed featuring like a rotating lineup of NBA insiders and writers and reporters and hosts. The rotation is stacked. Um, the first one went up today. Mondays, you're getting basketball buds with Zach Harper and friends. You've got tampering with Sam Amick. Point of contention I'm excited about with Ethan Sherwood-Strauss and Marcus Thompson. Hoops adjacent with David Aldridge and Big Waz and Nerder She Wrote with Dave DeFore and his friends and his, his guys breaking down the stats of the game. So all five of those podcasts are within one. What a it's lineup. Like, it's like the ultimate pack. That is stacked. That is, that is planned, that pack right there. That's all uh, Dream Team uh, podcasts right there, all within one. So there you go. The Athletic NBA Show. Make sure you uh, seek that out. It's available on all platforms. And uh, hit that subscribe button. Give them a like. Give them a little review. Help the buds out. Even though the buds are just on Monday. But you know what I mean. It's all buds <laughs> the whole time. Buds 24-7 on that podcast feed. All right. Today, guys, playing a little Is This News? First one, ESPN. 
Lakers, LeBron James to go without social justice message on Jersey. Tass, is this news? This is newsworthy, and I'm a guy who thinks these uh, the, the phrases on players' jerseys is largely symbolic, but I, I just don't see why LeBron wouldn't do it. Why the heck not? What harm can come from it? I think only good can come from it. And so even though, I, 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 as I said, they're sort of symbolic, I don't think they're going to change anything. I think LeBron is doing so much more off the floor with getting people to vote with his more, more than a vote initiative, with his Ohio school getting kids to college, even what the MBPA is doing with um, investigating and researching uh, police departments around the country. That's the kind of stuff that's going to change the black community. And so a phrase on a jersey I don't really think is going to change anything really except if LeBron has it on his jersey. This is this, We're talking about the biggest player in the NBA here as well. I mean, the, the most famous player in the NBA. I, I think, let's say he has it on, on his jersey in the middle of a playoff game and a father and son are watching the game and a kid says, well, well, Dad, what, is, what does equality mean? Why does he have that on his jersey? And so that sparks a conversation between the father and the son. And maybe that leads to the father doing a little bit more with his son in, in regards to, uh, you know, educating him or, or, or that, like that, if, if that were the one thing that were to come out of LeBron wearing a message on his jersey, I think it would be worth it. And maybe this is a new audience that sees him in the playoffs and maybe they don't follow what LeBron does in every moment of every second on you know, in, in his social media world or, you know, in his life, as he is definitely more than an athlete. I mentioned those initiatives he has, but I just don't see the harm in putting a phrase on a jersey. I, I just I just I, don't see why not. I actually disagree with this. I think uh, this is LeBron playing chess here and not checkers because, and I tweeted this out, intentional or not, and I guess I'm assuming it is intentional because it's LeBron, this decision in a weird way task actually brings more attention to all of this to the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I really, truly believe that. If LeBron does just go with equality on the back of his jersey, I hear what you're saying. I like that scenario you're talking about, the son and the father. That's true. That could happen. But just as equally true is, hey, Dad, why doesn't LeBron, <laughs> you know, what, why why does everybody else have it? I guess my point is there's so many players where, like, I think it's something like nearly 300 of the 350 eligible players are going to have, you know, a social justice message that they were, they, they were given a list that they could pick from. We know that. It's about 30. And LeBron saying, I don't want to pick one of those. Um, it sounds like he had other th- things in mind that he wished he could have put on. And when he couldn't, and he didn't like being not consulted about it, he was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. I actually think that brings more attention. It, it, do, do, you, yeah. do you know what I'm saying, though? It does. I, do, I, I know what you're saying. I saw you tweet that, and, and I definitely think right now, these last two days... For sure, because yeah. it's it's now newsworthy, and so. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to see those phrases on players' jerseys all the time. Like if you think about a game, you see the name on a black of players' jerseys like I don't know six, seven, eight times a game. You just don't see it all that much, and so I, I don't think you're going to even have a scenario where you see LeBron running up the floor and you just see his back like. And a, and a kid goes, hey, what's that? I mean, I think I think because he is the biggest player in the game, if he put out a, a an Instagram post with his jersey, and that would spark more conversation, I think, than not. And I, I hear what you're saying for the last couple of days, but yeah, 300 or 350 people are doing it uh, for at least four games. I think we, we have to mention that. It, they don't have to go forward with it after those four games. It's mm-hmm. this weird thing where it's just four games. But I hear what you're saying, but I, I think... 
I really think the floor is more important because like it's I know we're talking about the jerseys a ton, but you just don't see the back of jerseys all that much. So I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think the floor is a little bit more important, but I, I hear what you're saying for now. What do you think, Lee? I'm a little surprised and to be honest, a little disappointed that LeBron isn't going to put a name or, or some sort of phrase on his jersey because to me, you know, he says he wasn't consulted, but as far as I understood it, the NB, the National Basketball Players Association worked in uh, close contact with the NBA on these messages. So I can't believe that he wasn't in any way talked, uh, spoken to about what the messages were. Chris Paul is the president. That's one of his closest friends. I can't imagine Chris Paul didn't say, hey, Bron, what do you think of this? You know, that, that, that to me sounds a little bit strange. And I just feel that um, this, this is LeBron James. He, he goes further than just the basketball world and even further than just the sports world. He is an international celebrity and an icon, and he's revered around the world. And I feel this is the best chance for him to really uh, just demonstrate how influential he is. And I think, you know, of, of those uh, messages, if the one wasn't one that he liked, then I'm sure at someone of his power and his ability would have been able to then get the message that he wanted on his jersey. I mean, he again, he's LeBron James. You make special uh, conditions for people like him because he has the ability to reach so many people and affect so many lives. So um, I, I would like him to change his mind and uh, and to put a, a message on the back. Um, and, and perhaps he will, perhaps he won't. I'm not sure. He, he probably, I guess, has decided at this point that, that he's not going to. But I, uh, I would have liked to have seen him... Black Lives Matter, equality, anything, I can't breathe. I yeah, mean, but he, LeBron's saying, like Tass was saying at the start of this, he's like, this means nothing. Let's be honest. Well, and yeah, but I, it, I, I don't no, agree hold with on, that. Hold on. LeBron is like, my track record speaks for itself. I agree with that. And Tass took us through all the things that he's done. You yep. can't tell me. In fact, I would go to say that he's been the most vocal athlete, right, over the last decade plus on the matters of race and injustice and education in minority communities. Like... Yeah. I can't think of another athlete that you would he'd be at that least at the top of the list. Okay, but so, what does putting a message on his jersey um, detract from? Like, what 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 what's the what's the downside to him putting a, a message on his jersey there? No, there's no that's, downside. That's but again, of, I actually think he's bringing more attention to this. We have it as our right. first topic. Uh, I know, but I, it I, everywhere. Yeah. It's but I, dis- everywhere. I disagree that he's bringing more. Um, oh, I did, more. But, like those two I, months, I, I think you're right. Skis, he is bringing more attention to it now. Those two months. Um, he probably has something else planned. You're right, he's calculated. He definitely has something else planned in terms of social justice, I imagine, right? Like for, or, he's, like, he's would, already doing it. I would it. think so. I would but, think so. But when they're in Orlando, I'm sure they're going to be doing, he is going to be leading something. But I, I agree, it doesn't really detract from anything just to have it on his jersey. But it just sounds like to me he wants to be different in, in this yeah. instance. And he just wants to stand out by not putting it on his jersey. Yeah, and, and, and we, we should say, he said, quote, no disrespect to the list that was handed out to all the players, okay? I commend anyone that decides to put something on the back of their jersey. It's just something that didn't really seriously resonate with my mission, with my goal. Um, because, you know, you see the headline and people start going, oh, well, LeBron's too good for this, blah, blah, blah. But he is just like, this is my personal opinion, and I didn't want to, but kudos to anybody else that did so. And like I said, there's a lot of players that are. I think there's... Something like a, around yeah, I, yeah. 20 now that are electing just to go with their names instead. And Anthony Davis, uh, we learned, is another one of those uh, players. And, of course, his Lakers teammate. He's just going with Davis as well. Mm. Yeah, well, well, again, I think, though, you know, two of the biggest names. These guys are likely going to be playing into the finals. They're going to be on the court the most uh, throughout this entire restart. Um, 
personally, I'm disappointed. I, I would have rather them have a message on there. But again, uh, we'll see how things play out and what else LeBron perhaps has uh, in, in mind for how he's going to address this situation throughout the playoffs. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe he's decided he's going to have some different uh, way of, of showcasing it. But I, I just feel with the games being back there, this is a fantastic opportunity for him, the most most recognisable player in the game, to uh, you know to, to get a message out there. But uh, again, I, I'm not, not doubting him at all. I yeah. uh, think that he's going to have something. It's just, I'm, I'm very surprised anyway. I'm very surprised. I think on our show, you know, whenever it was, a week or two ago, who knows, everything blends into a single day. I said I'd be shocked if anyone didn't have it. When you have someone like LeBron, who's the leader of the NBA, he's mm-hmm. going to have a message and everyone will sort of follow suit. So I'm definitely shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. But he will have something planned. It, it is LeBron James, and, and like you said, Skeet's probably the most outspoken NBA player uh, the last decade. He will sure. have something planned, uh, and uh, I just, I just don't think I, I don't understand why those things have to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Why not do both? I, I just, uh, I just well, don't get it. I mean, we heard Mike Scott um, and Jalen Brown both say they were a little disappointed with the options. And yeah, that they sure. couldn't pick their own message, and that it, it did feel a little corporate-y. Um, maybe fair. LeBron feels that way too. I think, and I, you can't quote me on this because I was watching an MLS soccer game on Friday <laughs> night. Atlanta United came back, and I think they've had the option. And again, please don't quote me on this, but on their jerseys, there's almost like a spot. There's like a white bar. You know what I mean? Like a rectangle where mm-hmm. they could put their own message on there. I think now that could have been printed on there. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That would have been a really neat thing I think the NBA could have done too if they obviously wanted to possibly open up a can of worms, and I guess that's why they didn't. But it would have been neat if you actually could have legit, you know, written whatever you wanted to, whatever message you would like to get across on your jersey in a particular Mm. spot. But maybe in that sense, now that I say that, I don't know if the MLS did that. I saw it, though, and it looked handwritten. So maybe it was just... Uh, <laughs> but in that sense, like, open up the can of worms. They, those are the sort of um, uncomfortable conversations I think we need to have. Fair. You know, if someone's, if someone's got a message they want to write, let them write it. And then, and then we can talk about it. Um, you know, well, the NBA think- players already do a lot of this stuff. They write a lot of the stuff on their shoes. Um, yeah, exactly. Now it's obviously tiny exactly. on their shoes, and unless there's a close-up on Getty Images and it gets tweeted out, you're not really going to well, see Well, there's it. always, yeah, someone yeah. always takes a photo. They always yeah. make sure a photo gets taken. But, but that, that's, where I, that's where I think we need to be at that point where it's like, oh, my God, did you see what that person wrote? Um, like, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's maybe not always going to be, you know, nice, but at least that's where we need to go, I think, to, to really change the way society is at the moment uh, and, and bring awareness to every issue. All right, our next headline, sticking with the Lakers. NBA.com, Lakers guard Rajon Rondo out six to eight weeks with a fractured thumb. Lee, Rondo out. We know you love Rondo. Is this news? <laughs> well, it's it's a blow to the Lakers, of course, because Avery Bradley, another guard, you know, slightly different position. He doesn't really play the point guard. He's also out. So their backcourt depth is, uh, is certainly going to take a little bit of a hit here. Um, Rondo's an interesting one, though, because the Lakers were clearly looking to try to get some uh, support for that that point guard reserve spot. They they tried to sign Darren Collison earlier in the season, didn't really work out. So I don't think they have complete faith in Rondo. Um, but the fact that he's not going to be there for for the most of this resumption is, is going to hurt them a little bit. But when you have someone like LeBron who can kind of play point guard, we've known he's done that in the playoffs in the past. You've got a fairly good backup option there. But uh, and Caruso obviously is going to be more minutes for him as well. But I think that's the thing. It, it, when you when you are now two players down, it just means these extra these guys are going to have to play extra minutes, mm-hmm. and that could 
potentially lead to some more injuries. So um, it, it's, it's a blow to the Lakers. They're going to miss him for sure just to have another body out there. But in terms of whether or not they can still win the championship, I don't think that really changes. I think they're still at their best. Uh, they're still you know, clearly one of the favorite out of the Lakers, the Celtics, and the, uh, excuse me, the Lakers, Bucks, and the Clippers. But uh, it's going to be a bit of a blow to them for sure. Yeah, I don't think this is really... All that newsworthy. It's unfortunate, and Rajon Rondo would eat minutes, as Lee was saying. It would be nice if this happened for the Lakers before they got to Orlando and they could just potentially find a, another body. If if Rondo was out for... If they knew he was out for a long period of time. But at the same time, he could be back for the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Are they going to have a problem finishing off if it's the Memphis Grizzlies or the Portland Trailblazers without Rajon Rondo? No, sir. Even if it's the conference finals, they should have... If it's eight weeks, the the, the length, the, the longest that Rajon Rondo could be out, you know, six to eight weeks here, he would be back for the conference finals against the Clippers. Yeah, we're penciling in the Clippers and Lakers <laughs> right now. I, I don't think it's an issue. LeBron is their point guard, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope stands is going to stand out there in place of Avery Bradley, and Danny Green is going to start beside him, and Alex Caruso and Quinn Cook can, can come off the bench. And as Lee said, they were looking for Darren Collison to have a guy who can who can shoot. I mean, that's the primary focus, I think, for their backup point guard. Uh, and, and that's why Rondo probably wouldn't have got a, a ton of minutes you know, down in, in crunch time because playing alongside LeBron and AD, we've seen LeBron needs shooters around him. Mm-hmm. And, and Rondo, yeah, you look at the percentages, sometimes they're good. Um, but but Alex he's not Caruso, a shooter. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not. not. And yeah. Alex Caruso is going to step up. I mean, that's, I, I, I don't think it's really, really much of a worry. Uh, I think Avery Bradley's a, a bigger one because they don't really – have anybody to guard little guards. Um, Avery Bradley would be that guy if there's a, a quick little water bug out there that they have to guard. But I don't know. I'm not th- that concerned. Are you concerned, Skates? Well, I'm, uh, I'll add this. I saw Kevin Pelton write this. He crunched the numbers per cleaning the glass. And there's a theory that maybe Rondo's injury could actually help the Lakers play more effective <laughs> lineups because the Lakers were minus 6.8 net rating with Rondo on the court. That's the worst of any player who has seen more than 400 minutes this season. That said, playoff Rondo, guys, was a real thing. And, <laughs> when? Uh, when? Let's go back in time to when that was. <laughs> well, well to, to, 2018 with the Pelicans. We still had playoff Rondo. Yeah, well, Come on! Yeah. The guy was a double-double. <laughs> 12.2 assists per game, Lee, in that, in that yeah, postseason. But, but, but his assists... The his upset assisted... first of the first round... <laughs> I mean, he was good. He, he, okay, yes, he did Rondo play well. Is better than Rondo. He, That's he, the thing. No, look, he played well against the Blazers. No question that uh, he he was instrumental in that uh, series upset of the Blazers. Yeah, but but the assist the, the assist numbers though, like are always Rondo's assists are always about himself. They're not about helping his team out. He's always stuffing his own stats. That's the, there's no question about that. He's done that for his entire career. But uh, I, the, I heard Rondo was actually asking the league to get playoff Rondo on the back of his jersey. <laughs> right, right. Well, they should <laughs> because Smart. it's real. But, I mean. But, also, you, you want to you, know, you want to deny it all you can, but it's legit real. He, he it, cares it was, and it, plays better. Yeah, well, he, there's no question he tries harder in the playoffs. Yeah. That, that's that's undeniable. But um, you know, and and that upset again, yeah, good against the Blazers. But then what happened in the next round? Where was where was playoff Rondo in the next round? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, that that's that's my point. It's like, uh, you know, the, the he, t- ten years ago or whenever it was for the Celtics, and he had those incredible games against LeBron. He, he was great. But the playoff Rondo myth has carried on. 
significantly longer than it ever actually lasted. It wasn't it wasn't as though like Rondo was the uh, you know close to winning MVP of the finals or anything like that. I mean, he had some good games, no doubt about it. But uh, he's kind of carried that reputation. He's 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 dined out on that for a long. Okay, time. so let me ask you this: in a in a close series, we're into game six and seven. It sounds like maybe both of you that you would trust Alex Caruso over playoff Rondo in a obviously you know in a in a in a must win or a huge quarter a huge moment in a game that's who you would side with after a, a, what you assume is like a washed rondo at this point in his career yes well i think the pecking order is probably caruso wouldn't even be starting though like if if we're, you're talking about like late third quarter minutes yeah i mean i i probably wouldn't have either of them on the court when we're talking about okay. the end of the fourth quarter um but yeah, I'd probably pick Alex so who are the Lakers? I mean, who are Alex Russo is going to play more defense out there. Who are the Lakers five then, let's say, in a, in a crunch time? Well, we Danny know it's Green. Le- yeah, LeBron, AD. And then Danny Green is definitely yep. out there. And it's probably Contavious Caldwell-Pope at that other guard spot. Because he's probably playing defense better than anybody. Or it's Alex Caruso. And then it depends on who who's the big guy if you want Kuzma yeah. out there or if you're going with a Dwight yeah or, that, that I mean that's a, again if if they need a basket then I don't think Rondo's on the court because LeBron sort of can just take over the point guard and he needs mm-hmm. you know, a Kuzma or a Caruso or a, whoever's out there because he knows he can pass the ball to him and they can shoot and and that's one thing Rondo's never been able to address in his career the fact that he can be a spot-up shooter because he can't shoot and he won't shoot and again that's why he gets all these gaudy numbers of assists because he often passes up a shot that he should take to try to get a, a, an assist. Yeah, they have yeah, enough this depth. This guy hates Rondo, man. This guy hates Rondo. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to convince him. I don't well, even know why I'm hey, trying listen, to listen, convince him. Listen, I, I, I will admit in that, that series against the Blazers, uh, he was excellent, no question. Defensively, he was great. And he has had his moments, undeniably so. Yeah. But I also think he, he gets a pass so many times for like when he's out on the corner it's like you've got to shoot that man you're open yeah, shoot it yeah. and he won't he'll drive in and he'll try to you know get the easy uh, cheap assist to somebody else because and, and and sometimes it works but he also has an enormous amount of turnovers and bad plays and bad passes in that situation for overpassing mm-hmm. yeah the lakers have enough depth and he was good on those pelicans teams because drew holiday could come off the ball a little bit and not have to bring it up every time and play defense, play his ass off on defense to stop Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They did a great job for four games. It was kind of an anomaly. It was just a terrible matchup. But then Rondo in that that second round, it was too much Rondo, and the the, yeah. the, the shooting stopped. Uh, you know, the, the the good shooting stopped. The the actual attempts were still there, and uh, and then yeah, things sort of fell apart. It's uh, it's it's. It's weird to say the Lakers have enough depth after they lost Avery Bradley, but because LeBron is their point guard, they're fine. <laughs> you know, he really is their point guard, and they have enough guys. Uh, they were good with KCP in their starting lineup, um, and Danny Green's going to be out there firing, and he's he's won a lot of ships, just like, you know, Rajon Rondo has won a ship himself. So mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and look, the Lakers are very likely going to be still the number one seed in the Western Conference. I think I saw the Clippers would have to go 8-0, and then the Lakers would still only have to win three games to hold the mm. spot. That's how far they, up are, they are up on, on the Clippers, if that even matters. I mean, there's obviously no home card advantage, so who really cares? But they're going to be the one seed, uh, very, very, very likely, in the Western Conference. All right. Let's hear from you guys uh, on all these, by the way. Let us know on Twitter. Hashtag NoDunks, at NoDunksInc. Are any of these news? Next one here. This one's interesting. From Silver Screen and Roll, great Lakers blog. DeMarcus Cousins 
says anyone who doesn't pick LeBron James over Giannis is a hater for MVP. You are a hater. What do you think, Tass? Lee, I'll start with you. Lee, what do you think? Is this news? Uh, no, this is this is a ridiculous statement from Demarcus Cousins because uh, as great as LeBron has been, uh, look at what Giannis has done for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, best record in the league, best defense in the league. Giannis might win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year this season. He's been incredible on both ends of the floor, doing everything for the Bucks. Um, you know, like if if you were to sort of if the Bucks were you know, struggling along and, and, and Giannis was only putting up numbers on one end of the floor. Perhaps there's an argument there, but he's doing absolutely everything for his team to have them in the position they're in. Uh, and, and and again, we, we've talked about LeBron a lot this season. He's had a resurgence season after last year where he, he just, he looked like it all finally caught up with him a little bit. And I questioned coming into the season if he was ever going to sort of be able to find the superstar LeBron again. He got there. He, he became a brilliant player again. But this season's MVP for me, while, while it's not going to be uh, unanimous, I think it's very, very hard to see how Giannis won't win because he's been so dominant for the best team in the league at both ends of the floor. Oh, sounds like you're a hater. You are a hater. <laughs> what do you think, Tass? Is this news? Uh, no, I, DeMarcus Cousins is is uh, pining for his teammate here. They were teammates this year. It's weird to think that DeMarcus Cousins was on the Lakers bench. Uh, but I think he's just sort of focused on this old guy is incredible. Yeah. He, you know, he sounds like he's really impressed with how a 35-year-old LeBron works his ass off at the age that he is. And, and the quote extends to, he's doing this with gray hair and a gray beard. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like he's really impressed with. Like, yeah. I've never worked that hard in my life. I'm just, just guessing. And, uh, and LeBron is doing it in his mid-30s. Right. And so I think, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's a little confirmation bias or it's, it's a little like prisoner of the the lakers moment he's he's around lebron seeing it every day so he's taking him i mean that's mm. does demarcus get a ring if he if the lakers win the championship even if he gets signed by another team and he never played a game with them. <sighs> yeah God, but he, he got not. paid he got paid he was on the roster I mean, yeah no you're not wrong sure a bit of this too uh this is sort of a little bit of recency bias a weird recency bias because we haven't had basketball in four months but remember lebron was killing it before the the shutdown Right yep. before before COVID uh, shut the season down, he was averaging like thirty nine and eight, and his true shooting percentage was hilarious. And the Lakers were rolling in the final ten games before the shutdown. And then Giannis, flip side of that, was a little banged up, out of the lineup there near the end of it. And the Bucks were starting to struggle and losing some games and stuff like that. And that's where the narrative was like, wow, can LeBron? Yeah. Can he actually pull this off? And so many people, like a lot of us included, saying, no, no, Giannis is just too far out in front. It won't really matter. But could the Lakers have snatched the number one seed overall? Could LeBron continued on this toward pace? Could they just kept racking up Ws, especially if Giannis was hurt a little bit? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I guess we all are haters. I think Giannis is rightfully <laughs> going to win this thing. But uh, Tass, I think, has a point there. It's, it's Cousins seeing this up close and personal and going, my God. Like, shouldn't be able to do this at this age. Um, in, in, in again, what was a bit of a bounce-back season, especially from injury and Lakers playing well. So, of course, yeah. he's going to go to bat for his guy. Yeah, he said this I, on uh, Jalen Jacoby, I think. Cousins was saying this, yeah. I, I, hate, uh, I hate being on Twitter and seeing the question, is LeBron having the best year 17 in NBA history? <laughs> I, you know, you mentioned Kevin Pelton a little earlier, our man John Schumann. Maybe they can do that research. I just... I can't even fathom trying to do that research, trying to understand it. But I'm going to say 
this is the best year 17 of a player we've ever seen. Probably. I mean, who would be? Kareem, Kareem, Kareem was, and Carl Malone, maybe? I don't yeah, know what Carl was doing yeah. in year 17, but... Um, I think Kareem was MVP somewhere like when he was like 35 36. yeah yeah, yeah something that like sounds that. right but that's right. pretty good All right, yeah. uh, LeBron leading the league in assists are those just gaudy assist numbers oh! no no but see but oh, no really? they're not they're not gaudy assists because because they're LeBron, cheap they're cheap man through, no but throughout his career I'm going to guess without looking he averages about seven between seven and eight per game for his career oh for his career okay. yeah yeah, yeah probably. Um, he's, aver- yeah. he's averaging ten and a half this year, seven and a half for his career. Right. So yeah, right on the spot there. I mean, throughout his career, he's been very, very unselfish, LeBron. And you know, so is uh, Rondo. Yeah, but he's been selfishly unselfish. Is my point with Rondo? <laughs> he has. There's no. There's no like, we've talked you. about this for decades. I know. I, know. LeBron, <laughs> I mean, uh, Rondo will. Uh, exactly. Pass out of an open layup to the guy at the three. He went through yeah, that ridiculous weird. phase of getting you know double digit assists in a row, and he was going out in blowouts like just to just to pad the numbers. I mean that that just drove me crazy. Everyone pads their numbers. I know that, but but anyway, the thing is with LeBron, we know he's a willing passer. Ever since day one, he's been a great passer, and the fact now he's like, I don't want to be the guy who has to go out there and score all the points. Even though what's he averaging on the season? Twenty five a game still. Anyway, I mean. Not 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 too far off his uh, no. his normal career averages, but um, yeah, no. Th- these are this is LeBron just showing just how versatile he is and how great he is. I mean, he he's he's a great great player. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> call me Kevin Pelton and John Schumann. I did the research. LeBron's year seventeen better than Kareem's of twenty three points per game, six boards. I mean, still obviously incredible stuff yeah. from Kareem in year seventeen. And he was the final year he was MVP was. Uh, Year eleven of his career, he's thirty-two years old. Oh, really? Although he's oh, he's wow. not gonna he's not gonna finals MVP at thirty. Eighty-five uh, in eighty-five is that? Yeah, he's thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you are the. We gotta call you John Mellis now. <laughs> You're part of the Johns. Although, give me yeah. a John. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we, we're calling Kevin Pelton John Pelton now, right? Right. Yeah. Right, right, of right. course. Yeah. You can call me Giannis Mellis. That's that's a John. Giannis is actually John. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Our next one here from ESPN. Back to ESPN. Andre Robertson back on the floor with the Thunder after long layoff due to injury. Remember that name? Lee, is this news? Uh, well, um, it, it's good news for Andre Robertson if he can just get out there and play again because uh, I think it's been nearly over two years since he actually played in the NBA. Uh, he kept coming back and then he had um, setbacks and yep. he just he just wasn't looked like he's going to be able to play. And now for this resumption, will he be able to play? I mean, he might get some some sort of mop up minutes. I can't see him making any significant real impact on the Thunder simply because he just hasn't played for so long. Um, so this is more about just whether or not he's he can sort of get back on the court at all. Um, we know he's a defensive player. He, he's not a very good offensive player as far as shooting or even creating for anybody. But he's out there and he gives them another presence defensively. So if he can play at all and make some meaningful contribution to the Thunder, then that will be a great story for him. Um, but I would say for, the, for, for what we're going to see from him for this season, it's going to be not more than sort of uh, probably token minutes just to, just to get back out on the floor. Yeah, he suffered a ruptured patellar tendon back in January of 2018 um, and then had all multiple setbacks, like you said, Lee, and yeah. challenges in his recovery. So it's been two and a half years since he's played in an actual game here, Tess. Yeah. Um, so is this news at all? Or are you like Lee thinking, you know, good, good news for him trying to uh, stick around in the league? Because I think he's an unrestricted free agent, too, unrestricted free agent. So um, is it just nothing more than that, though, in terms of helping the Thunder's chances of moving on? Well, 
yeah, it's good for Robertson because I think he, if he even gets spot up minutes, it's good just to get another contract next year. Yeah. Uh, that that's probably what the on court goal for him is uh, this postseason. But I think it could be good for the Thunder in that he could help Lou Dort, Lugens mm. Dort, just just because it's so fun saying his name. Uh, the Canadian Haitian is OKC's small forward now, and he's he's basically taken Andre Robertson's job as a, you know a, a defensive guy yep. and and you know Robertson had his had his like moment in the sun as a 3 and D type guy um you know the the shot sort of went away and and Dort hopefully will be that guy but he's their hustle guy and maybe Robertson can be a bit of a guide on the court cuz it's not the same you know being a a voice off the floor so i i think hopefully that would be the on court significance be a be a practice player and and yeah, get, earn another contract in the league. Yeah, uh, Royce Young pointed it out in his article about this. Robertson, you forget, was like a staple starter for mm-hmm. the Thunder, like a good Thunder team, um, and he did establish himself as one of the better defenders in the league. He was growing. There was growing buzz about being a defensive player of the year prior to that injury. Um, bit of a long shot, I think, of him winning it, but you know, on all, all NBA right, teams and stuff like that in the mix. Yeah, he, that, that's definitely where he made his money on the defensive yeah, end. There. Yeah. Um, and he was trying to improve to become a bit of a Bruce Bowen, you know, corner three man as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, really uh, really crazy to see those so many setbacks that he had too. I mean, just just crazy. Usually a guy, you know, that if they have one, then they come back. But he had yeah. more than one. Yeah, it's almost it's almost shocking that it doesn't happen more often because mm. there was real complications with like infections and stuff like that, things going wrong in the surgery itself, you know. And then how he bounced back and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, wishing him the best. It would be nice to see him out there, even if they are uh, spot minutes or garbage minutes, whatever you want to call them. All right. More headlines still to discuss and debate. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsor. It's July in Atlanta, which means one thing. It's sweat season, baby. Long, hot, humid days where you only have to think about going outside and you start sweating like Jabba the Hutt in a sauna. And with the sweat comes the stink. But thanks to Hawthorne, you can keep yourself smelling clean and fresh all summer long from their wide variety of PHPs, personal hygiene products. Just take the two-minute quiz at hawthorne.co and you'll get an instant result and recommendation for the PHPs, personal hygiene products, based on your answers. I did, and I've been very happy with the results because I finally found a range of PHPs, personal hygiene products, that feels like they were made just for me. It's quick, easy, and convenient, and here's the best part. It's totally risk-free because if you don't like PHPs, personal hygiene products, you can return them free of charge. Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use my promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. You're not wrong about it being sweat season down Whew. here. I've uh, officially hit the three showers a day part yeah. of the uh, calendar year down here in Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> man. man. Yeah, it's you gross. Go, you're outside for more than 15 minutes. You basically come inside and have to have a shower. Yeah. It's the, it is that bad. It's that hot. Though I'm worried about you, Lee. Like, I love the Hawthorne products myself, too. We've all got them. Um, love to smell them, as I've said before. But the bottles, shampoo bottles, not gigantic. So I'm assuming you go through a bottle a day with that, <laughs> that mop of hair you got right now. 
Hey, just dump it on and it's all good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I probably should be washing it a little more often than I am, but I'm taking the Trey Kirby approach, actually, oh. just saying, you know what? This is me, baby. My family and I, we've been quarantined now for, what, four months? We're starting to really get to know each other's uh, strongest and not-so-strongest suits. And one of them is like, you know what? I'm growing my hair out. With that comes a little bit of stink in the air every now and again, but, uh, yeah, that's great. It's it's funny, actually. uh, I saw Trey Kirby socially distanced, of course, a few weeks ago, and uh, I was having a stinky, stinky Atlanta day. Uh, It definitely was a little stinky, and uh, and, and, uh, Trey brought up, I had some some stuff on my legs for my poison ivy, so my legs were pink, super pink. A lot of calamine lotion going on, and he was commenting on me showering, and he's like, is that you that smells, smells? And then... Uh, Danielle's like that is definitely him and then we brought up Hawthorne and she said it's not working today because I stunk and those shampoo bottles I actually I uh, I wrote in I, I, I commented to our friend Mike at Hawthorne I said those those bottles pretty slippery they just they just fall out of your hand uh, and I'm not a clumsy guy but those are like dropping everywhere and I got you got a little baby sleeping bang those things drop on the uh, the floor of the shower waking kids up so I told them you know get let's get a little grip on the bottle <laughs> <laughs> making suggestions to the product that's next level oh for sure and the labeling is coming off in the shower um, they're working on it though it's great stuff though I'm always using it it's the product inside the bottle. That's I guess. The, real, the real key. All right, let's get with the headlines here. Uh, next one, New York Post. This is interesting. This is interesting indeed. ESPN suspends Adrian Wojnarowski without pay for... JD, you want to do some work here? Sure. Thank you email to Missouri Senator. Yes, Woj suspended for dropping an F-bomb. The Woj bomb with the F-bomb. To the Missouri Senator, who wants to get us started? Tass, have a crack at it. Is this news? Well, let's take a step back to see what Adrian Wojnarowski was saying. F you too, because okay. this senator, this elected official, senator of Missouri, writes to the NBA, a, a private business, and tells them, "Hey, you know what? On the back of your players' jerseys." During this uh, this thing you got going on in Orlando, maybe you should have some some you know messages for the troops or for the police. Mm-hmm. What you guys are? What are you anti-American? You don't care about the troops. You don't care about the police. It's very Colin Kaepernick esque. It's it's spinning it for whatever purpose that this Missouri senator has into taking away from the topic at hand. The subject at hand is black men and women being murdered by police and all of a sudden he's accusing the nba of being anti-american and anti-civil rights he brings up china and their relationship with china in this letter and i just find it a bunch of hooey and so yes adrian wojnarowski dropped two words and he could have said it a little bit more eloquently a bunch of hooey would have been a funny email (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a bunch bunch of hooey sir Sir, there's a lot bigger things to be worried about than what the NBA is doing down in Orlando. Has anybody spoken up about what the hell is going on in Afghanistan with the Russians putting bounties on the heads of American soldiers or this frickin' pandemic happening? I just... Unfortunately, Woj is suspended, but he'll get his job back right quick, and I wish he didn't have his pay uh, redacted. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's compensated fine, and he'll be. And he'll be okay. But it, it is strange. I just think it's strange that it, part of the report is that he 
isn't being paid for this week or two that he's being suspended. I don't know. He's he's Woj, uh, and I don't. Know. I just find the whole thing crappy. What's what was the point of this letter? And then and then also publicizing Woj's email out there because uh, the Senator Hawley went and tweeted Adrian Wojnarowski's email, the exact email, screenshotted the whole thing, yeah. w- which is against Senate rules, I do believe. Some people were saying. I have no idea. Uh, but uh, not cool either. Not cool. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, no, he's a clown, that senator. Uh, just looking, again, as Tass was saying, to try to distract the message. I mean, he's upset uh, about the NBA not putting uh, free Hong Kong on the jerseys, but he's okay with the president who's uh, making trade rules based on what benefits him. I mean, the president's in the pocket of the Chinese government, no doubt about it, and the Russians, uh, but he's fine with that. That's not anti-American. This, apparently, is what upsets him, and this is what gets his, gets his moral compass going. So, yeah, it's... Um, these sorts of things right now are just crazy because uh, he, he, he wanted the attention. He got what he wanted, um, but but Woj was completely right and justified in what he said to him. Like, why is he, why is he sending it to Woj? Why, why does he care? Um, so I, I just think uh, this senator's got uh, a very strange uh, moral compass of what he finds to be uh, pro-American and what he finds to be anti-American. Stand up to the president who uh, we know made tariff laws, uh, made his own daughter's companies exempt from tariff laws with China. Is that not something of a concern? Hmm. I don't think so, apparently, according to him. So, yeah, the, the senator, he's, he's mad he, they don't have an NBA team. Yeah, and he's it, also... It makes it also a little crazy. He's also in the pocket of the NRA as well. Like, they, they, they bribe him, and he more than happily accepts those blood money bribes. So he's got a few other things he needs to worry about first. Yeah, what I love about this story is Woj telling someone to f*** off at 8.57 a.m. <laughs> Something about that brings a smile to my face. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is interesting. I think uh, I saw a couple of people tweet this. If Woj doesn't send that email from his official ESPN.com email address, is this an issue at all? I mean, you are allowed to disagree with senators. Um, yeah. Correct? I mean, but because maybe it's a, he's using a company email, he's obviously a face of that of that company. and. Yeah, I, I think the other interesting part, um, and this is from Jim Miller, who basically wrote the book on ESPN. He said, make no mistake, Woj News being leaked is a further attempt to punish him here and totally agenda-driven. Um, and that he wrote that Woj deserves way better. His point being, with previous incidents, um, you know, it doesn't need to be so public, or at least the suspension, you know, it doesn't need yeah. to be out there that it's one or two weeks, and like Tess said, no pay and all that, like... This has happened before where that's internal. Um, but why is this out there? Why is why is this news being shared? And, and is that just, a, again, another way to sort of punish him? Uh, there's some that could be true for all mm. I know. Um, but I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying there. JD, you uh, want to chime in on this one at all? i just like to say, f*** you to that senator. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Uh Woj, and then you got free Woj, like uh, you know, trending yeah, on the players. LeBron yeah. had that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. This is not going to hurt Woj's brand by any means. <laughs> I think that's fair, fair to say. Yeah. So who's suspended tomorrow? Uh, JD, you're suspended tomorrow. I that guess he sucks. Is. Yeah, awesome. Uh, He's pumped. <laughs> He's legit pumped. All right, a couple more here. Associated Press. Home to three Pistons titles, the Palace of Auburn Hills demolished. Lee, you remember the Palace well. Is this I do. 
Yeah, well, their first two years in the Palace, they won championships, which was an incredible way to break in a new arena. And then they picked up another one in 2004 with the Pistons. So in, what, uh, about 30 years, they picked up three championships. That's a pretty good return for uh, for the NBF. And they were in the finals again in, in 05. So that was a pretty successful arena, but it was just in the wrong spot, apparently. Uh, I've never been there. I don't know if your buddy Grish has been there, big Pistons fan. Uh, I was uh, sending texts back and forth with Grish about, yeah. uh, come on, give me some, uh, you know, Palace stories. Um, yeah. he, he had obviously been there. It... You know, the whole thing with it is, yeah, it was out of Detroit. It was like yes. 30 miles, I think it is, uh, northwest of the city. And I and I asked Chris, I was like, you know, you know, we always hear how big a deal that was. He was like, it wasn't a big deal. Everybody lived in the suburbs. Mm. You know, everybody lived outside of Detroit for the most part. Um, so it wasn't really that big a deal. Um, of course, they've now moved back to, to the city in their new arena uh, into the pizza box. But Tess, you have been, right? Didn't you go for a playoff series or am I crazy? I uh, know oh, you, you're. I wish I did. Oh, I you wish, didn't go. It's yeah. funny. It's funny because uh, I wish I did, but I also wish I didn't. 2002, uh, I was working uh, that weekend. I was working at a sport check, had my shift selling shoes. So I said to my friends who were going down for a playoff game, Raps, Pistons, game one, I said, nah, got to work, man. I'm dedicated oh. to the craft. I'm loyal. <laughs> loyal to my sport check bosses and they went down to, to and you know it's a quick drive from toronto um but they saw the raptors get demolished uh like auburn hills was just demolished they they lost 85 to 63 so not too, oh. not too upset that i uh, i missed that ugly ass game and it was a sunday night um it was a weird 8 30 sunday night tip you probably go have some fun i guess afterwards but um, yeah, I'd never been, and uh, I was just speaking of the demolishing. Did you see the video of it coming down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't it always amazes me that it came down so fast, it's so uh, quick. Yeah, it's, it's like it is it's tricky. not even done in chunks, right? It was just done yeah. in one swoop, it's down <laughs> in three seconds. That's it. 30 years of memories. Bye bye. Yeah. Great name, I will say, the Palace. Like, that's, yeah. that's that's a great name to have for your home arena, a little bit better than you know. Scotiabank Arena doesn't oh, quite have the same. You. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, I was I was asking Grish like any favorite memories or whatever. He did say, and, and he's right. I, I remember this at at the time, like you were saying, late '80s. Lee, it was one of the first modern NBA yeah. arenas. Like it was because they were playing in um, the, Silver the Pontiac Dome. Silver Dome. Yeah, yeah, which is obviously cavernous. It was like the it was like the Raptors playing in the Sky yeah. Dome when they started. Um, so then they had their own sort of arena there and. Yeah, it was pretty state-of-the-art at the time, um, at obviously aged as it went on. But he said he saw some great concerts there. First concert he ever saw. JD will like this, I think. Page and Plant. Ooh. He saw, yeah, at the Palace. Saw Rage Against the Machine there. <laughs> and uh, Bush X. Mm. Yeah. Bush well, X. They would have been, they would have been Bush, right? It was yeah. in Detroit, so yeah, you don't on. need never the X there. That. Because there was two bands, one Canadian and one American, right? That's right. Called Bush, and one was forced to then go Bush X. That yeah, which the English, one was it? The English. There was a Canadian band called Bush, and so the English, the actual famous band oh, Bush, right. had to be called Bush X in Canada only. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh so they would God. have been playing as Bush, unless he was seeing the original Canadian Bush, which I doubt very much they were playing there, but. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's very confusing. Yeah. yeah it, it really is. He saw some great concerts there. Mm. Um, I guess there's a new new mixed-use development project planned for the site up there. Who knows what they're going to do. I'm sure it'll be condos. It's always condos. Final one. 
And I'm only asking this to, uh, to troll Tass here. SNY. Knicks interview Mike Woodson with head coaching decision expected by July 31st. Tass, is this news? In the words of Adrian Wojnarowski, f*** you, Skeets. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, talk great. about that. two people suspended now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about I said weeks ago, no more Knicks talk until they pick a coach. We've talked about them picking or interviewing and deciding about every single coach. I'm done. Done until it happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I asked you, because you did say that, I remember. But it's commonly end of July. I mean, right. I wonder when they'll time this. This is fascinating a little bit. It's like, we know the season's going to start on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Do the Knicks, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, try and bury the news, like, a day before, a day after the season starts? Like, why would you do that, I guess, is another question. But what do you think? Is this news? Mike Woodson, well, second Well, interview. Woodson, yeah, he, he was uh, the coach there for the Knicks a few years ago, wasn't he? Uh, I think after Dan Tony, I think in the he was... Ba- in the, the good years, when they made Mike the playoffs. Mike Woodson yeah. is the last Knicks coach to win a playoff series. Yeah, I, I actually think Woodson uh, has, you know, has done a fine job there uh, when he was there, considering the circumstances in, in New York. So... Um, I wish him all the best. I would love to see him back in the league because uh, I think he deserves a shot. I don't know, you know, I don't know if the New York market is the right one for him, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it, it's not, it's not, it's not a, an inviting job right now to me. If you ask me, that next position, I think it's uh, whoever takes it, it's going to be tough for them. I think, yeah. I think they need some big changes there first. What's fascinating about this is I read that I guess David Fisdale, who was the Knicks coach. He wanted Mike Woodson on his staff right. in New York, but New York management or whatever, the higher-ups, whoever, maybe it was Dolan, didn't want that, <laughs> which is interesting. I just actually don't think with Leon Rose you know, being in the new position of power there and all the guys they brought in, I don't see them picking like a, a, a coach that was already there you know, mm. not all that long ago as their first real, like, we're moving into the future uh, with the Knicks here, I, I just, I don't know. I'm doubtful, Tass, that it actually is him. I know you don't want to talk about this, but I don't, it's good. Yeah. He's got a second interview, and I do think he is somewhat of a talent coach, and he had a great record with the Knicks. Um, and again, basically the last coach to do that can say that. But uh, just be a weird pick to me, I think, more than anything. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're the new guys here. We're picking a guy from, you know, whatever, seven years ago. Right. Be weird. Be I, th- I think what they're going to time the decision with is when Stephen A. Smith is on vacation. And so they're going to make that decision and force Stephen A. Smith to get on video camera from wherever he is. He's in Cabo or something and be pissed off at a camera. And I think that'll make some, uh, some, some good social media, some good video. That's, that's all I really care about with this decision is what Stephen A. is going to, how he's going to respond. His reaction? Yeah. yeah. That will be good regardless for sure. All right. Let's call it there with the headlines. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be joined by Big Waz. From that athletic NBA show, he's going to come on the show. We're going to have some fun questions for him. Some silly ones, some serious ones about this NBA bubble. We'll talk to him about the new podcast feed, the athletic NBA show, as I talked about off the top of this show. Go and subscribe to that boy, bad boy. Told you we're going to hit the beach at some point this week, probably on Wednesday. TK should be back to join us if he gets out of that yurt. So get your questions in, nodunksattheathletic.com or tweet him in at nodunksinc. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, look out for Pack and Packs with Lee Ellis and Dominique <laughs> Wilkins coming to your Instagram feed. <laughs> Pack and Packs. Embrace the day, people. Yeah.